Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right. Hey, there's so much to be thankful for, and it's Thanksgiving week. I am just so excited for tonight. Tonight's going to be an amazing show with a lot of stuff. It's going to be a rapid fire of all the things we are totally thankful for regarding the political world. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're thankful for a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just, you know, thankful to live in this amazing state. We've got an amazing wife and daughter. we got a cool church that I love. i got a group of people that I get to do a Wake the Bear with here. This, oh, yeah. this team is pretty amazing. Super thankful for you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. It's time to, to, to just look into our hearts. And uh, we like to to red pill people and to bring up the things that have gone wrong, but oh, it's so good to to emphasize the things that have gone right. Mm-hmm. And we just are so grateful that we serve a living God who's in the book, in the box with us, and he's he's written a book, and we get to participate in his story. Well, and we know the end. I mean, it, 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 although we're going through battles, and although there's a lot going on that the enemy is trying to really press against us. I, although I do believe America has gone through a near-death experience, there is life. There's a rebirth, rebirth. There's a restoration. There's a healing. And there's an awakening going on. That's the thing right now, guys, is we say, hey, we're here to wake up California. But California and the nation is waking up. The world is waking up. to And, 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 and we're relearning the principles that made this nation great. And there, that's, that's amazing. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, yeah, just, just so uh, everyone knows, as Brandon had said, we are very thankful for our families, the jobs we have, the places we live. Um, so when we talk about these other things, it's not that those things are, we're more thankful for those than our very own. Um, but you know, I even enjoyed, uh, this week, I got to see a movie with you. My wife and I got to spend some time with, uh, you, Brandon and, and Chris as well. And we saw the chosen yeah. and I'm thankful that, uh, Scotts Valley cinema played the chosen. So it was like four days and I was hoping more people would come out. Um, you yeah, know, there's about, there's a good 20, 25 people in that, in yeah. that, I mean, it was good. And I heard people went the next night, and the people went the night before. I heard that you know, it ended up making money, right? So they, they, yeah, they, the they, box office actually it was higher than they had expected. Hollywood had expected, and uh, did like almost ten million that weekend. So yeah. it was good. It uh, beat out some other movies and stuff like that. But you know, the important thing was, is it was just an amazing story, and you can be thankful that it will be free um, to see this year, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's the first two episodes of season three. I just love that show. But you've anyway. Seen all, you've seen all the episodes of both first two seasons, right? Oh, multiple times. Yeah. In fact, I'm doing, um, I'm doing subtitles for Africa, uh, for tribes in Africa, because it's like this Jesus is, I mean, the portrayal wow. of Jesus is just so amazing, and he's so compassionate and loving, and just it's, a, it's the most natural feel I've ever seen that it's going into Muslim villages and it's like, Hey, look, this is what Jesus is like. This is what God is like the loving father heart of God through Jesus. And so, uh, you know, with H2O, one of our sponsors uh, has to offer, um, we're making the movies and we're showing them there at the tribes. And, uh, so yeah, the story of the gospel is so compelling, isn't it? I just, uh, I know that in the past, the, the old version of the chosen was the Jesus film. And that has seen so many people come to Christ. I, I was part of a showing in Mozambique uh, with Iris Ministries, and we saw, we saw healings. We saw um, just uh, an entire village of Muslims out in the the um, bush, bush, uh, way back, about four hours out. Uh, they we showed it on a um, a sheet with a generator, and wow. uh, it was in a Makua. It was, uh, and in Portuguese, and it stopped running a few times, but by the end, uh, the chief actually ended up coming to Christ, and the next day we baptized a bunch of people, Whoa. and even a witch doctor came to Christ, and, and then in uh, Nepal, I was up in the Himalayas, and uh, it, uh, it was, we had to use batteries, uh, solar batteries, uh, to show them in these little... Um, uh, the the trekker huts the that the trekkers and we were there like the first of March and we just showed it the same thing 
to to those that were walking the trails uh, up in the Nepal and the 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 high places there. And so the gospel is so compelling. Wow. You know, you're full of surprises, Chris. I did not know <laughs> I didn't that know about that you. about I, you I, either. I just, yeah. <laughs> so you're with Iris, uh, Heidi Baker's ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, you know, there's a lot of things to be thankful for. And I think uh, first we want to just talk about what Thanksgiving is. and uh, Totally. Yeah, go for it. Brandon. I mean, I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about I'm going to do a bear pause probably this week. Um, enjoying your bear pauses. Uh, they're pretty cool. These little videos that we're doing, um, little short videos, just kind of um, educating people and uh, directing their hearts to the Lord. Um, but, I, you know, one of the things I'm thankful for is the, the rich history that this nation was founded on. And Thanksgiving is one of the major events. Um, I was just listening to a, a group of pastors, this uh, historian, uh, Bill Federer, and he just goes through and he just talks about all of the history that brought um, the pilgrims, the separatists and the pilgrims. They left England because of the persecution by the king who made himself pope because he didn't want, he wanted to divorce his wives. And the pope said, you can't do that. So he said, all right, well, you're no longer my pope. I'm going to make myself the pope. <laughs> and then he got somebody to make a Bible in English because he said, well, if you're going to be a, your own pope, you better have your own Bible because you don't want to have it in Latin. So he said, all right, well, who, who translates the Bible in English? Oh, that guy you killed. Oh, well, get his Bible that we, and we'll use it now. <laughs> and, and so they took, uh, to, I think it was Tyndale's Bible, and then they brushed it up and made it the English Bible. Well, what, what happened was is people started reading the Bible in their own language. And they started realizing that they didn't need popes and kings anymore. And so the separatists, the pilgrims decided, hey, we're going to go to a land where we can actually worship God the way we want to worship God without this oppressive regime over us. And so then they traveled, obviously, in 1620, they came to Plymouth and they founded the, the, the Plymouth um, Compact, the Mayflower Compact was what it was called because they were on the ship, the Mayflower. And basically this little boat of about 102 people, which 40 of them died, Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Through that, from that, from that travel and that first winter, forty of those people died, including William Bradford, who was the pastor of the ship. His wife fell overboard, and they lost her as well. Oh. So it was a really grueling time, and they just barely made it. And they had this mentality like we're in the middle of a battle to actually worship God the way we yeah. want to. But and even though we've lost a bunch of lives, it's worth it. And they came and they started worshiping the Lord here. And then there was a, they saw all kinds of this miraculous things that happened, even the storm that pushed them north so they didn't land in the south and they would have got killed by uh, raids of Indians. There was peaceful mm-hmm. Indians in the north, or no, there was actually nobody in the north that was actually abandoned. And they actually were founded there at the Plymouth Plantation. And this is a trip um, in the middle of the plantation when they were trying to, trying to make themselves a, how to get through the winter. Squanto and another Indian walk in and they start speaking English to them in their own language. And they thought it was a sign from God. This is a sign. This this instrument of God came to teach us how to live. And what had happened is both of those Indians had actually been taught how to speak English up in Maine. And they came down and they said, hey, you know, let us help you. And if that would not have happened, if they would have landed in the wrong place, they would have been destroyed. If they would have not had the the Indians come in and help them, they would have lost everybody during the first winter. And so then they ended up planting food and having a, and, and they lived through the winter and then they celebrated how God had protected them. And so that was where Thanksgiving came from. Wow. Yes. That's so Rich good. history we have. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because all of the sermons, this, the historian we were taught, we were listening to all the sermons that were preached at the churches, the early churches, they said, well, we don't have a, we, we don't have a king now, so how do we how do we organize ourselves into a civil civil body politic? And they're like, well, let's let's go and see what the Bible says, okay? And then they so the the church, this little Baptist churches, these various little Puritan churches, decided to create civil body politics. So the church created their own government, right? Mm. Where, where and they and they came up with this concept that you only have the right to govern those who give you that consent. You know, the govern happens at the consent of the governed. That phrase came from a sermon from a pastor, right? Mm, wow. And and that's that's the one of the, some of the major thrust of our government today is that civil body politic is organized under we the people. Wow. So good. Wow. Good to know. So it's a good thing that the church was involved. The church people were involved in expressing their belief in God and putting it into the church or into the government back then, because that's became the American government. Yeah. And before they landed too, they, they, um, they put together a, a covenant together. They prayed and fasted before they came on board. And the Mayflower compact was the agreement with each other and a covenant with God 
to to state you are the one that we are worshiping, and uh, it was it was all settled before they actually put foot on the land. Yeah, because Mayflower Compact Compact means covenant, right? So mm-hmm. they they made a covenant with God and they said this land we're dedicating it to the propagation of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's our heritage. I mean, it's a rich heritage. And when we we see uh, one nation under God, I mean, that's that's the reality. That was the very beginning and inception of this country. Wow. So that let's let's just bring it up to date. I mean, we have we have a rich history to be grateful for. What about this past year? What mm. what are some of the things that uh, just bubble up in your spirit that you you think? You want to just mention that you are so grateful for. You know, I, I'm grateful. You know, we kind of made a list we were thinking about of the things we're grateful for in this, I would say, this battle. And, uh, you know, one came to mind in, in no particular order, but uh, was um, patriots like Mike Lindell. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy, a normal guy, right? I mean, just an average guy. He sells pillows. <laughs> and, you know, he is sold out to help this country that he, he, God used him in great ways. I mean, he wasn't a, you know, he was a drug addict. I mean, big time drug addict. Um, so bad that his druggy friends said, hey, you, you said that God's going to pull you away from this. We don't even want to sell you drugs because you're our way, you're our ticket to get out of our own lifestyle. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's an, great, it's an amazing uh, testimony he had. He was so, I mean, he was really messed up. But anyway, you know, God used him. And to the point where he had this huge company having all these families, I think 250 families, uh, making pillows in the U.S. Uh, but then he creates like a whole TV TV station, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Frank Speech. And there's a whole list of people, including uh, Steve Bannon's War Rooms on there, you know, Diamond Silk and, you know, a bunch of different groups. And it's 24 hours a day and it's all stuff. So if you're looking for a place that to just hear good, positive, conservative uh, talk, what's going on is Frank's speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that yeah. was kind of a free speech platform that he put together because it was obvious that uh, some of the platforms were being taken down and yes. the censorship yep. was beginning. So he had the, he is uh, an entrepreneurial genius yeah. Oh, yeah. and he has a pain threshold like nobody I can <laughs> Yeah. I have seen. No, he, he's he's just like a drug and, dog uh, in the uh, airport. I mean, he is on it, and he's not quitting until he he finishes what he's put his heart to. Yeah, I did the cyber symposium as well. Uh, you know, exposing fraud, tying it to the internet through to China. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, that's one. And the evidence is there. I mean, he you know he exposed voter fraud. He he exposed the the cyber fraud with China. I mean, it's really. The evidence is there. It just takes people to look at it. And yeah. People say, "Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't seen by a judge." Well, the thing is, the judges aren't seeing. Don't want to see the information because now they're going to be held liable for that discovery of information, and yeah. so no one wants to look at it. But it's no one wants to actually look at the other side of the argument, and so yeah. Yeah, and the story isn't over yet. Is no, it? it's not over. No, not at all. We got three or four people right now. They're saying, "I will not concede." You know. <laughs> yep. So awesome. I, I'm just thankful for people that have a backbone. I'm thankful that you know, going through a near death experience in America like we're going through. It just shows us what we're made of, and we're fighters. The people in this nation are fighters, and they're they're the remnant. They're the, they're the salt of the earth. They're people that have recognized that their blessings came from God, and they recognize if they look into history, they recognize that this this government this governmental system was designed by God to be a free place and a prosperous place. So, absolutely. Um, so, unlike those bulldogs that are saying, "Listen, where well, I'm going to fight for this country," and that's because it's worth it. Yeah, yep. I'm grateful for Mario Murillo. You know, he just uh, he's just finishing up a tent, some tent meetings up in the the uh, Rockland and uh, Sacramento area, and they have seen so many uh, amazing responses to the gospel, as well as many healings. Uh, they've gone into the the inner city, and uh, it's been cold up there too this past week. But wow. they have uh, had just a beautiful response to the yeah, love of God. Huge tent, huge tent, and he's part of a. You know, he's on regularly uh, Flashpoint, and so if you're looking for something that's on uh, twice a week, Flashpoint on Tuesday and Thursdays, Gene Bailey has Mario Murillo, Lance Wallnow, and Hank Kuhneman. And you know, Mario's kind of the evangelist, and mm-hmm. I mean, right now, yeah, big tent for revivals sure. and stuff. And I grew up with him, and. And back in 1980 or 81, uh, there was a six-month revival 
at uh, Calvary Community Church, and I went to, and for 22 weeks, every night of the week, there was like 2,000 people in the church. In San Jose? I saw people getting out of wheelchairs, yes, in San Jose. There was 10,000 people that came to the Lord, and all the churches around grew from it. It was amazing. Never seen anything like it. So, yeah, so Mario kind of, you know, I was a kid. I wish I'd gone more. We'd only gone several times during the week, you know, but yeah, it was amazing. Um, But, you know, and then Hank Kuhneman with the prophetic, there's a lot of encouragement and stuff. So that's a good show. I'll have this on the show notes, Mm wakethebearradio.com, and I will have all these uh, lists that we're doing, all these links. Yeah, that's good. Speaking of prophets, I'm really thankful for the encouragement I got from Kim Clement early in the early days when he was making these amazing prophecies about Trump. He was making prophecies about two presidents, right? At the same time. At the same time. How can that happen? He was making prophecies. <laughs> he had prophecies about a thing he saw in his prayer time, a Q and an A, or an yeah. A and a Q, right? Yes. And he didn't know what it meant. He just saw, like, he, like the guy was just like creeping his head past the, the thin veil into heaven and seeing things that nobody was seeing. <laughs> And de- declaring them as though they were. I mean, we're talking back yeah. to like 2007, 2014, yeah. way before Trump ever ran. I mean, all these prophecies, and you're like, what the, what the heck? This guy is like getting these major accurate prophecies about things that are happening, and, oh, and they no. came to pass. Yeah, yeah and Clay Clark would... plays them all the time now. Oh, uh, you know, those right. little clips. That's like, right. Go on. Uh, what are we gonna say well, first? and uh, he, um, he was going to go visit with Trump right before uh, the, it was. I believe it was right after the nomination, um, or right about the same time. So he he was he he was on his way, and he got sick, and so he sent instead he sent Lance Wallnow to mm. a visit with him, and and Lance started catching some of the uh, some of who Trump was, and and actually ended up writing a book about. Uh, Trump that he got some prophecies and it was after Kim passed away suddenly. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I love Kim's prophecy about him. He he will become he will be hot blooded. Oh yeah! And People he say he won't like, be a man of prayer when he enters in, but he will become a man of prayer like or something like that. And like yes, he'll be hot blooded. Yep. And yep. he'll bring come in and and disrupt the corruption and bring down the dark system. I mean all these prophecies and. Even Mark Taylor had a bunch of prophecies that were that came true. Yeah, it's what actually led me to vote for uh, President Trump the first time. Was uh, they were just so clear, um, you know. And and Mark, you know, he he's got his own other <laughs> idiosyncrasies. Uh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's a hard one to to mesh with sometimes. But boy, he was he wrote this out, you know, and he sent it to twenty five hundred people. Trump's going to be the president, and this was like years before it happened. And you know, he he had the the cojones to actually write it down, yeah. send it out to people. So that was neat. Yeah, uh, Johnny Enlow also had, uh, he he uh, prophesied the world will be known as before Trump and after Trump. And, and his word was that that um, that Donald Trump would have such a significant impact worldwide that that would be a demarcation. Wow. Wow. And it's it's I love the fact that Trump is going to run again. That would just happen. He just gave that announcement. And and I, I love the fact that even though he you know has this brash way about him, I really truly believe he thinks that what he's doing is not really about him, because the guy doesn't need the money, he doesn't need the fame or fortune. What's he what's he what's the what he care what does he care about? Yeah, that that this that this nation would be righted and that the wickedness and the corruption would come out. Yep, I I believe that. So that's just. I mean, if I was his, I was as rich as him. And I had all the fame and fortune. I'm not sure I would be running for president. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just straight up honest, you know. I, I, I'm gonna go like Enjoy. hang out in the Bahamas, you know. To, to, you know. <laughs> yeah. So there, I mean, there was a significant amount of people watching him live from Mar-a-Lago, uh, Trump when he he uh, announced his 2024 candidacy. It was over 12.5 million people, and I did a little bear pause on it last yes, week. And one of the things that uh, the RSBN reporters stated was they uh, they have never seen they had never seen so many press at an event uh, a Trump event and you know you look I know there are quite a few at many of his rallies and I just thought about that and I thought this thing is not about America only the whole world was watching yeah well and I think the whole world like Brazil is waking up to the fact that there are communists that are taking over their country and trying to turn them into a Venezuela by taking over voting. Yeah. And I think everybody's finally saying, you know what? 
all this garbage about disenfranchised voters that the Democrats have talked about for all the time, you know, and make sure everybody, and then all this fake voting happens and disenfranchises people. I mean, this last one in Maricopa mm -hmm. in Arizona, people are like 48% of the machines are not working. That's called disenfranchising the vote, the same day voters. Yeah, voter yeah. suppression. Right, sets voter suppression, so. And it's getting exposed. Yeah. Well, well, I'm grateful that there is some chutzpah in Carrie Lake and her, the other members of um, the the GOP that ran with her, Mark Fincham. I don't. I I listened to him today in an interview, and Blake Masters and Abe Hamada. They, they all um, they all said we aren't done. We are done. We're not conceding. Uh, and that there was significant exposing of election fraud. So I'm just happy because I think it's going to go pretty public now uh, so that the world will see, the world will know that this isn't just a, a rumor, that voter fraud is a real thing. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that basically I'm happy that the deep state is getting exposed, that there are yeah. dark forces that have been controlling voting. I, I'm I'm happy that on July 6th, the Georgia Guidestones were destroyed. <laughs> the, yeah, the, I found that encouraging. The 10, what are the, the, the 10 commandments of Satan or something? You know, the one world order, you know? Yeah, depopulation. Depopulation uh, plan. Down to what, 500 million? Yeah, for, we're, we're going to take, world. maintain the Earth's population at 500 million. You'd have to wipe out. Yeah, 90 percent of the world to keep that, you know. Yeah, and that, you know that's God's grace that we actually it was caught on video. Caught on video, and it looks like a lightning strike. And to this day, they didn't say it was a bomb or, or C four or anything. The so, rods of God, or yeah, who knows? Or but uh, you know, another one bolt. just uh, on the side was uh, Charlie Kirk Turning Point. You know, yeah. uh, our young people need to be encouraged as well. And and Charlie's one of those guys that go onto college campuses. And he's kind of one of those guys that'll set up a booth and say, change my mind. And you'll have yep. all these woke people with their huh. heads exploding. And he'll just calmly state facts. And they just melt down. And he has some fun videos with it. But he has created a large following um, just on the college campuses. And, and, and my daughters listen to him quite a bit. Um, and, you know, and Candace Owens is another one that's yep. worked with him a lot. And there's a whole African-American mm -hmm. uh, voice that, that is along with that as well. And so the young people are being woken up at least through these outreaches. So I, I thought I was yeah. thankful for that. My daughter loves Candace Owens. She, oh, yeah. she loves her. I mean, and there are some of these um, voices that, that are just really, really breaking free from saying, well, if you're black, you have to vote Democrat. And we're, they're saying, listen, that's so racist. And, and we're no longer on the, what do you call it? Kanye West says, I'm off the plantation. You know, <laughs> Kanye's a little nuts, but man, he tells it like, he tells it like it is most, you know, most of the time. So, yeah. I, I've been impressed with him lately. You know, at first when he was doing the up showing of Taylor Swift, I'm like, what's yeah. his problem? But man, when he put on that Trump hat, I'm like, wow, that guy thinks outside the box. Right. I, for me, I could not picture an African American going conservative like that. Even though the basis of African Americans is actually very mm -hmm. conservative. If yeah. you look at the stats, uh, you know, you see all those like yeah, single family mothers. Values. Like, they are all uh, yeah. for Jesus hardworking. Yeah, yeah. And well, so, the, well, the black church is the crown jewel of worship. I mean, yeah. they produce some of the best. I mean, I'm thankful for Maverick City Music that put produced some major worship music that actually went on to the, like the major awards this year, right? With uh, Gyra, that song, Gyra, You Are Enough. Like they, yeah. So the, the black churches, they, they love the Lord. They know the word. They preach the truth. The majority of them do. So it's like, if yeah. it, and, and, and black culture is very shaped by gospel music and gospel preaching. So, you know, I think it's just a matter of time to show, hey, you say you believe this, and it's what the Bible teaches. Now it's time to live up to it. Just like Martin Luther said to the white America, you say you guys believe this, but this is you're not living up to who you are. It's, yeah. it's, that's the thing. I think the key is that people are now being held accountable to say, look, this is, how, this is what's being preached on this side. And this yeah. is what you actually believe. And I think so why are you preaching? Why are you going for the people that preach against what you actually believe? That's right. I think what's happening is there are, um, and that's what I'm thankful for, is that there is some taking off of labels. People are no longer tolerating being labeled as um, according to their their race, according to their um, their job, according to whatever is convenient for the left. So they're they're saying, no, you're not putting me in this big category. Uh, we we all have thoughtful uh, processes, and and we are all um, part of the same 
kind of family. You know, we are Americans. Versus... So if you don't vote Democrat, you ain't black. That that sort of thing doesn't <laughs> hold water, huh? No. Sounds like something Joe would say. Uh, yeah. Oh, he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's. I think that's great. I think actually what you're seeing is that Americans are starting to to know. Long, I think people like the reason we started the show was one, Christians and patriots have been silenced and shamed into being quiet. And then we said, listen, we got to help people. And courage begets courage. So it's just us being on the radio for a year here is starting to help other people get courageous and say, listen, I don't care what you call me. I don't care how you slander me. I don't care because you're you're being brainwashed by this world to, to call me those things. You don't even know why you hate Trump. You just know you're supposed to hate him. Well, it's because six mega corporations tell you that 95% of the day on media. And so you're just regurgitating what, you, what you've been told you're supposed to think and feel. You've yeah. been told how to think and feel. And there's a deprogramming going on and we're That's seeing it happen. That's what it is. There you go. Bingo. It is a deprogramming. Yeah. Yep. Jumping out of the matrix. <laughs> Here's a name you probably don't recognize. John Paul Mac Isaac. I'm thankful for him. You know who he is? I no. don't know who he is. Who, who is, is he? he? He actually owns a computer repair shop and actually <laughs> in Delaware. somebody in <laughs> Delaware. He, yes, Hunter uh, left his uh, laptop there. And, you know, it, he actually had the, the, the smarts to make a copy and to send it out to several important people, you know, uh, Rudy Giuliani being one of them and stuff. And basically, how long have they had that for now? 737 it's, days. Yeah. I, I oh, mean, but who's counting? 737 <laughs> days, the, the authorities have had that information, and just now CBS came out and said, well, it's actually legitimate. Yes, and, and it's funny to see all the old clips saying, oh, that's Russian disinformation, or they were arguing with uh, Trump in an interview saying, well, that hasn't been verified. It's not verified. Like, it's verifiable. Look at it. Have you looked at it? Then how do you know it's not verified if you haven't looked at it? Oh, we don't want to look at it. Then we'll have to say it's verified. <laughs> I mean, oh, and then of course, fifty-one agents. I mean, we're talking intelligence agencies. Our our intelligence agencies. Fifty-one of our officers looked at it and signed a document saying that it's all Russian information, or didn't look, look at, at it, it and yeah. still signed and said it's Russian information, which is the deprogramming. Mm-hmm. Because there was a story that was needed to get out uh, that they were supposed to be part of. And uh, yeah, that uh, I'm looking forward to one thing I'm very thankful for is the, the GOP taking the Congress, because that means that some oversight committee ranking members are going to bring uh, some probes uh, uh, that we've needed. One will be the Hunter laptop. They'll be asking questions, but they're not really, I don't think, going to be so concerned about Hunter Biden as much as... um, The big guy. Yes, as much as the resident and how the foreign foreign business dealings were um, presented. And was there human trafficking involved? And was there uh, pedophilia involved on that that laptop. And I know Sam Faddis, who has a Substack, Mary Grace um, Ministries talks about that. She has a, a, she's Mary Grace Truth channel on Truth Social, uh, talk, interviewed Sam Faddis like nine months ago. And he had been looking at the, uh, the laptop and verifying it. Yeah. 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 Mary Grace is another good one. I'll definitely put a link. She's a great uh, truther. I'm, I'm thankful for, um, Liz Corkin and Matt uh, Mike Smith. Remember the remember the yeah. movie Out, Out of the of Shadows. Shadows. I, yes. I watched a video today and Liz Corkin was on there and they were asking her about that. And I'm like, dude, where's Mike Smith? We need to find. I hope that guy's still alive. But yeah, I, I thought they were going to do another one. Get him on our show. So what was Out of Shadows? Tell the Out of Shadows was a as was an insider in Hollywood who was pointing out that there is an elaborate pedophile ring in Hollywood and. Anybody and, and it went on. It went online like the weekend of like Christmas or something or New Year's, mm-hmm. and it had like twenty-five to thirty million views within wow. a few days, yeah. within seven days. It's almost a million a day, or a little more than a million. And a then day. and then they deplatformed it, and then they put it on another platform, and it had like yeah. seven million views again. It just kept. They couldn't. They couldn't shut it down because. And this guy was a the guy Mike Smith. He is a um, stunt. Stunt guy. guy, yeah. He's a stunt guy. He's he's worked with all of the elites, and he was the one that was exposing from the inside. And then they took him off of IMDb, the, <laughs> yeah. the movie. They 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 scrapped his entire history and career off of the off of the website. 
Oh, wow. Mm. Well, you know, you hit a nerve there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he had back problems from a bad fall in one of his stunts. So he was going to a specialist that was uh, uh, doing physical therapy. And she's like, you know what? I feel a darkness in you. You have something dark. And uh, and so he started to listen, and she would pray and ex- yeah. exercise these things out. Can I and, pray for and, you? Sure, I'm sure you pray for me. I don't believe that stuff, but sure, pray for me. And that's where she he he asked her, "How do you know these things?" And then she started opening up about Hollywood, and, yeah. and then he looked into it, and it was just like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, there's satanic ritual abuse everywhere and yeah. stuff." So, yes, that was a great movie. Yeah, what other movie was uh, was released last year that you could be thankful for? Uh, Two Thousand Mules, yes, the real Doctor Fauci. Season. In fact, the real Doctor Fauci's been shown right now at uh, at the Aptos Grange. Yes, ah, it's like I think it's just got over actually. Tonight, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah that, was that one powerful. was a good movie from what I've heard. I haven't seen that one. And yeah. then, Brandon, you showed at your church, 2,000 Mules. Uh, uh, yeah, 2,000 yeah. Mules, which is uh, Dinesh, Dinesh D'Souza showing. I mean, anybody who watches that movie and actually looks at the data has to acknowledge there was massive voter fraud going on in 2020. Massive. massive. And now the big question, a lot of people will say, well, yeah, yeah, a little voter fraud happens here and there. Okay. But there was so much of it that it clearly swayed the election. And it's, it, that's that's what needs people need to look yeah, at. Yeah, and it's helping us understand why we have a, a four-week process right now with the elections going on, still uh, counting some votes here and there. I mean, we still don't have uh, confirmation and certification in our county here. So. Ridiculous. Leaders, mm-hmm. you guys are ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's and then, no excuse for that. No, there's world. no excuse. And I think the other thing 2000 Mules uh, introduced, uh, True the Vote, uh, and although that uh, Catherine Engelbrecht's been working with True the Vote uh, in election fraud for a long time, she really wasn't public knowledge, and she and, and Greg Phillips have uh, continued, and they have um, really brought to light many other problems with um, China mm-hmm. and they they brought to light the Konich uh, contracts that have um, have put many of the voter workers the poll workers and their personal information on servers in in China and the the case in LA that was brought against uh, Konich's um, CEO mm-hmm. talk about abuse that they got you know so Konich what goes to jail uh did the CEO went yeah, to jail, yeah. Goes to jail for that. Uh, and so what did they do? They gave that evidence to the FBI, thinking the FBI would say, thank you so much for your research. Instead, the FBI turned on them. They wind up getting taken to jail, strip searched. Um, yeah, there, there was a bunch actually of abuse. The, the, the judge, because they wouldn't give up one of their informants. Um, informants. And, and like, what happened to protecting whistleblowers? This judge threw that out the window. Said, "Well, you're going to give me the you're going to give me that informant." They're like, "Listen, every time we give an informant, the FBI shows up at their house and mistreats them. We're not going to give you like we don't trust that you're going to hold this all confidential." Or they they end up dead they and they're up, no yeah. longer a, a witness. Yes, they were in jail for a week in mm-hmm. a federal prison while they were waiting for an overturning um, appeal on that case. Well, yeah. and President Trump got off the plane and talked about them directly, and then someone must have made a call and said, get them out of there. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that I've been very thankful for over the years, actually, is all the truthers. You know, a lot of times we get our content from certain truthers out there that do a lot of research. And they spend all day researching what are the top stories. And so a couple of names, like Praying Medic, who we've had as a guest, yep. uh, Dave Hayes. Praying Medic. Mm-hmm. Praying Medic is a guy who actually I used to follow, and I, I think Chris was mm-hmm. following, uh, because he was involved in healing. I mean, the guy goes everywhere. He was a paramedic, and God told him, hey, you start praying for patients, I will heal them. And eventually, they were healing. Uh, it was like 80%. I mean, it was cr- thousands of stories. And um, so anyway, it started with that. And then the Lord said, and he speaks to him through dreams. And he just said, hey, I want you to start covering this thing called Q. And he's like, what? Because he wasn't into that. And so he became one of the major Q decoders. Mm-hmm. But then he mm-hmm. does the news and all those things. But he has such a nice perspective and not uh, an us-them mentality. And so I've learned a lot from him. X-22 yeah. is another one. X-22, yep. Yeah. And yeah. we and we know. And we know. Red, yeah, pill, seven, Red pill 78, Monkey Works. Flash so monkey, po- monkey works. What did you tell us? A Mo- bit monkey works doing? is a ex-military um, aviator. He's a um, 
Air Force, and he just gets on and he shows you all the flights that are, that you can know through computers, through the computers, and he explains where the flights are going. And what he, one of the major things he showed was that um, Guantanamo Bay is ten times over the last few years has grown ten times in size. So they've been building and there have been massive flights going down to Guantanamo Bay. Why is that? And then, he's, of course, he's been tracking the president or the resident and the VP and where they're at. And he, can, he calls uh, Kamala Harris the Jamaican. And the president, he calls him Flashbang because flash <laughs> he, he can't say their name too much because he's worried that's going to get him off. So he gives him little right. codes. And he's hilarious. He's a good Christian brother. He's in seminary right now. I think he just finished seminary in Dallas. And a uh, good, good guy. Loves the Lord. Yeah, loves to wake people up. So we'll have links to all of them. Yeah, every one of them are amazing. So I love Red Pill seventy eight stuff. Oh, what about strong pastors? That's a that's one that's been encouraging to me. You know, it's not just even the charismatics. Although I'd have to say the Pentecostal charismatic seem to be more on board because I think uh, with things like Kim Clement and those prophecies, and you know, they believe that the gifts are still today. You mm -hmm. know, you see them healing all the time, and um, they're open to prophetic voices. And, uh, you know, because of that, uh, and, you know, it, as far as that, that's a learning process. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, people are learning how to, to hear God, and they're taking steps of faith. And, and yeah. um, so anyway, a lot of them, but there are also others like but John, John MacArthur, John who MacArthur. is definitely a cessationist, and he, he stood strong mm -hmm. against the government. I, I really admired him for that. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, Arthur P uh, Pulowski, he's been on Flashpoint a in couple times. Canada, right? He's a pastor in Canada and said, you get told, off my property, told those you people, Nazis. Those Nazis, <laughs> those communists to get out of his church and leave him alone. And they left. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no uncertain terms. And they could. Yeah, he spent some time in jail, though. Well, you know what's interesting yeah. about that? They didn't arrest him in his church. They arrested him. On, they pulled him over and arrested him on the middle of the street. Middle of the highway. On the middle of the highway. Raining. Yeah, and they drag drag him, handcuffed him, and dragged him to the car. Yeah. So it's just he, he, you know, he's letting them see the dark underbelly of this force of darkness that's coming against, uh, you know, against people of liberty. Yeah, yeah. And we've got Sean Foyt, who was who's out there on uh, uh, doing worship at some of these major cities, and all during shutdown and during some of the Black Lives Matter. Uh, situations where there is rioting he went into the very difficult places in portland he went into chomp up in seattle into occupied territory and and he released uh the sound of worship and the message of hope mm -hmm. and it was very very hard he had a lot of people um that were opposing him and saying you're you're being foolish and then he continued to do let us worship which has been going into major cities during this time and releasing encouragement yeah he made a movie called super spreader and, and he actually snuck into the corner where there were the uh the event of the killing of um who was it the black man george floyd george floyd corner the george floyd mm -hmm. corner um, whatever you believe about actually happened there he uh went there and just ministered to the people on the streets Mm, so. Yeah, I was encouraged, and I, and that's another movie that you showed at at your church. Yeah, super, super spreader, spreader, spreading the gospel, mm -hmm. and uh, during a time of COVID, so it was uh, an amazing. I'm thankful. I went over to the Values Action Council over in San Jose at Mike McClure's church, yeah, and I met met a few other. There was a, quite a few patriots in that building. Yeah. There was like probably a good 150, 200 people there when we went, and uh, Mike McClure. I'm thankful for him standing strong. They, they, they. You know, the city of Santa Clara tried to you know charge that church church four million dollars. Four million. Yeah. And they're like, we're not paying it, and they haven't. And they sued Gavin Newsom and won, and didn't have to pay it. Yeah. So it's it's it, I, I, it. There's this spiritual concept, you know, that silence in the Bible. Silence means consent. That's right. So if you at least say you will not concede, you will not give your consent. You. It's like almost when you say, do it a wedding, and you say. If anybody sees any reason this man cannot be married to this woman, speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, all you have to do is speak out against the mandates because they don't have legal authority unless you give them legal authority by saying nothing. And all of these churches and all these people just spoke out and, and they did it lovingly, but they just said, 
I'm not going to give my consent. And I love Mike McClure. And it's interesting because a lot of the Calvary churches did this. And I think Mm -hmm. the Calvary churches have a pretty elaborate eschatology. And I think that they, they understood, they understand the forces of darkness and the the spirit of the antichrist. Mm -hmm. They've taught their churches well on this. So when they actually see those forces right in front of them, they say, that's the spirit of antichrist. That's the force of darkness. We need to stand against it. And so I see some of those churches also standing up. Yeah, and that it's, not, is, oh. it's not just uh, going to church. It's being the church, and it's about kingdom, isn't it? It's it's uh, releasing the principles that, that Jesus, our king, brought, but it's also incarnationally seeing culture changed because of the gospel. And part of that culture changed means that when evil is in front of you, you have to confront it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That church in San Jose has a rich history. You know, when I was talking about that great revival with uh, Mario Morello, uh-huh. same building. It was Calvary Community Church, which turned into Calvary Chapel Church. Wow. And I was over there because that's where we used to live. And Mike uh, McClure, the pastor now, was just in high school when I was over wow. there. I was in college. So, yeah, that's like 28 years ago. But uh, there's a rich history. So, anyway. Hey, I have, I have something I'm very grateful for that yesterday— uh, the Election Integrity Project uh, received a good uh, good report. Actually, uh, they were given a favorable um, uh, hearing from the Ninth Circuit. They were ruled that they could challenge constitutionality of California's uh, election laws, wow. regulations, and procedures, and it was for immediate. And so that basically means that we could go back and uh, look at some of the, the laws that have been made for this ongoing, lengthy process called the election month and <laughs> relook at it and see is it something that disenfranchises voters? Uh, is it constitutional is it a good thing or is it actually something that's bringing in illegal activities yeah that's a great group as well um that's a group i took some training from i I need to be more involved um, but they are definitely a fine group of people who's thankful that trump's twitter account got reinstated even though he hasn't twit he hasn't done any tweeting tweeting um, and maybe he's under liable contract with the uh, Truth Social. He's not allowed to tweet now on on Twitter. But at least Elon Musk said, you know. Oh, I'm encouraged. <laughs> I'm Just encouraged. the fact that the tide has changed. And I'm encouraged and thankful for Elon Musk. Uh, you know, I, I didn't think a whole lot of him before. Uh, just, you know, another rich guy. But he has turned out to be quite a surprise and uh, I'm just really encouraged what he's done with Twitter mm-hmm. and he's really took the bull by the horns and just mm-hmm. said, Hey, I'm the one in charge here mm-hmm. and I'm going to clean house. And boy, has that guy cleaned house? Well, and his, <laughs> his poll for Trump, whether people should put him, he should put him back on yeah. or not. seems more secure than all of our voting systems, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, all of that because it's like 52 or 53% said, yes, they should, he should be brought back on Twitter. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I, I thought all of Twitter is totally left. Like they're totally leftists, right? Mm-hmm. How is 52, 53% of the people saying we should put Trump back on? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he's probably, that was probably a, a exposing the bots. Yeah. was happening there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 40 something for uh, not. And so, yeah, it was almost a 10 point span difference. Yeah, pretty good. So, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm definitely uh, encouraged by him. I'm thankful. Yeah, thankful. Uh, what else? What else do we got? Oh, frontline doctors. That Ooh. one, I, you know, during the COVID and everybody is trying to scramble, like, what is going on? You know, we see people on the news, you know, dying in the streets. It's a sudden, all this craziness. And we're like, and then you have these doctors saying, wait a minute, slow down. Let's look at this. And, you know, you don't have to be on a respirator and be put to death because right. once you're on a respirator, you know, they give you a paral- paralyzing drug or paralytic mm-hmm. drug. Rendezivir. And, and then, yeah, rendezivir is another one. And you uh, basically, one in three people that get put on a, a ventilator die. Yeah. Well, rendezivir, I think, is the kidney failure, right? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that yeah. It causes yeah. renal failure. It causes right. your, your okay. organs to fail, which is... Yeah. A, an additional thing that they were doing, which had like one test where it was like three percent better than nothing, and so they made it the the major te- major protocol for people. And there was all this information about it kills people. And yeah, it got taken off in the ultimate uh, trial against other drugs because right. so it was so bad. So bad. And I don't know why Fauci, uh, Doctor Fauci. Well, I know why well, Doctor Fauci did it. The guys. Are- 
I have my thoughts. Snake. I'm not going to say, but yes. But you know, Lord the frontline doctors come out there. Doctor Emmanuel Stella, which I actually happened to buy my uh, um, HCQ from uh, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, you know, she made it available when it wasn't available. You couldn't get it at all. Um, and so these people were out there risking life and limb. I mean, you know, yeah. Dr. Simone Gold actually got put into uh, jail. Jail. I mean, she was there on January days. 6th, yeah. but she was there to 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 talk. She was supposed to give a speech yeah. at the Capitol. They were supposed to finish his speech, march down, and then they were all going to stand in the rafters and they were going to do a bunch of speeches right there on mm-hmm. the Capitol yeah. steps. And because of the... You know, the infiltrators came in there. Infiltrators came there and tore down the barriers and told people to go inside the building. Uh, It got, it blew up. So, yeah. Other doctors, um, which I'm grateful for was uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone, who Mm -hmm. happened to be uh, on Joe Rogan. And that I was very thankful for because Joe Rogan is kind of the middleman between the normies, as they say. Those are people that just don't really know much about it because they're not really looking into that. They're, you know, they're, they're thinking about the next movie to binge on Netflix or something. And all of a sudden he has this audience, huge audience, and he interviews them. And it was at that point, I don't know what happened, but he was under fire for that. You know, Mm. he had Dr. Peter McCall and Peter McCall is just saying, Hey, look, I'm a cardiologist and a, and I, you know, I'm one of the most peer reviewed doctors in the whole entire world. Actually, yeah. uh, he had more peer reviewed yep. articles and he is saying, Hey, this is, these shots are not good for you. And there's much easier ways to avoid it. You know, you could put yeah. a little bit, I think we had done that, the, uh, Chris and I, the iodine, uh, rinse, you know, you mm-hmm. do that at the end of the day, you're good, you know, and, uh, you wipe out anything. So anyway, I was very thankful that people like that. And of course, you know, that yeah. was, um, what do you call it? medical suicide in a way because you're going against the grain mm-hmm. and people start blackballing you and all that stuff. But he had the, there's a lot of courageous people standing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot to be thankful for. I mean, right, Chris, I mean, oh, there's, absolutely. A, there's a lot to be thankful for. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm just happy, uh, last week that whole FTX exposure happened mm-hmm. because, uh, that, that, uh, bringing down that money changing interest, industry with Bitcoin and the, the go between it, it gave us a chance to see as normal American people, where is some of the money that Congress has, has um, given over uh, to Ukraine and other places? Where has it gone? And, <laughs> and we could see that FTX actually was a means to an end for money laundering and to cover up uh, different funds and to make them actually non-traceable. And so this whole FTX exposure, I think it's going to bring in more uh, understanding of the normal person in America. They're going to go, wait a minute, where is our money going? Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I liked the fact that AP, the Associated Press, actually fired a journalist who get, who put forth a article that had no foundation in reality. And they f- finally, it's like, oh my goodness, we're making journalism real again. Yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on right now. They've been exposed. So he brought that fake story about the Russian missiles hitting Poland and he only had one source. And that only source was only source was an anonymous source. Yeah. So I I think the people are now to a place where they were saying, listen, uh, if you're a fake journalist and you're not actually doing journalism, we don't want to hear from you anymore. And we that message has been sent pretty darn clear. And the organizations have figured it out that CNN is and all of their stocks have plummeted all of their you know viewership has plummeted so the american people are using their voice and their choice to expose that and that's that's a big win jim jim laporta got fired and he should have been fired but you know it may not be that the the goodwill of that uh that that mainstream media company it i think this is just my thought and a lot of others are thinking the same thing that president trump had made this announcement on a tuesday saying hey i'm going to be speaking and i'm going to be making this major announcement and all of a sudden the deep state are just panicking like oh my gosh and and it fooled all of us as well you know because we're like what's this announcement it can't be just that he's running for 2024 right it might be like hey the arrests are starting these guys are corrupt and and blowing the whole lid off the everything and and people had this high expectation (laughs) and then when he acted when president trump actually did it they're like you know it's a small room it's not half as uh, energetic as the the rallies that he had and it's just like yeah i'm running for 2024 and people are like what and they were upset and but what had happened was is 
um, the it deep states. Like, we have to plan. create. Yeah, they had to play to their hand. False flag. They had to place their play their hand. So they said, "Hey, we need to start World War Three or, or start something." And soon as they realized he was just doing that, it's like the next day they're like, "Oh, we we found that uh, it came from actually Ukraine, you know." And so it, it wasn't from uh, Russia. And, you you know, Russia, understand them pretty well, there, Ron. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly that's, what's going on. Well, I got that from praying medic. First, okay, so. well, that's <laughs> exactly what's going on. Yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, Derek Johnson did a a decode, a really good decode on Trump's uh, his his announcement speech, and there were probably forty different comms that he went over. It was on Elijah's uh, streams today. Wow. With mm-hmm. an interview with Steve Schultz and Johnny Enlow, and then they brought in Derek Johnson, and it was a very clear. Uh, he he lined out some of the devolution ideas, but also historically what has been going on. So it was real good message of hope. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to listen to that one. Tomorrow. And that's the key too is that I, I be honest, I'm thankful that the White Hats who are on our side are actually using really good tactics and strategy and they are putting out some misinformation here and there but they have to i mean it's like playing football you gotta, you gotta do the fake handoff and the fake pitch and then run it and, or throw the pass and that's how you that's how you, you the misdirection happens and that's how you actually so what you described was a misdirection well yeah. we're getting close to the end of our time yeah we're probably gonna have to wrap it up who we, has all the credit for this i mean it's not just people <laughs> there is a there i believe there is a divine hand yes. of providence working over this nation and i believe that god is really orchestrating this working through us we have to participate and do our part but he is there i mean he he gave us that encouragement through the prophets uh, prophetic voices words he is he has uh had people be whistleblowers and and yeah. gave them the courage to, to saying hey this may cost their job or maybe even their life and he gave them that courage and stuff so i i i just believe that god's hand is in this and it follows a lot of things that we see in scriptures right things have to yeah. get bad before people are willing to change mm-hmm. you have to be brought to the precipice of destruction before you're willing to change mm. and there's a lot of people that are still into hey i'm gonna watch netflix and not care about what's going on in my country yeah. you know yeah well it's disturbing to know how dark the the darkness really is but the good news mm. is that we've got a god who is bigger than uh, that uh, the bad guy satan he uh, he is it's not like they're equally um on the same playing field no uh satan happens to be one of the created beings of the lord god almighty yep and we know the end of the book um jesus is on the throne he is the king of kings and lord of lords satan is destroyed he is bound and destroyed um he'll be thrown into the burning lake of sulfur forever so uh, be of good cheer saints and patriots be of good cheer men and women and children of california Uh, the bear is actually waking up and people patriots are becoming christians and christians are becoming patriots people are waking up the the forces of darkness have taken a huge step backwards and we win this if we do not give up the bible says you do not grow weary in doing well for in due season you will reap a harvest if you do not give up Man, that's good. And this Thursday, Thanksgiving, around the table. Don't argue. Just build people up. Encourage them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's ask family questions. time. Yeah, ask questions. Questions. Question their answers and answer their questions. That's what you got to do. There you go. Yep. And come up with all the the things you're grateful for this Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. God bless you all. This has been Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO, 1080 on your AM dial.